What did the left ear say to the right ear? Nothing. They're just really good listeners. A guy named Herb once gave me some sage cooking advice, and I've been stewing on it ever since. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valves exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. From the godforsaken Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little bell, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred. The wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. We also have the return of PA Lydia, everyone. I'm very excited. Hello, PA Lydia. Hello, hello. And she's got a new crusade we're going to be talking about it in a minute. This is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or on the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider or you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician, assistant, pharmacist, respiratory therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, massage therapist, or whatever. I almost thought for a second that we were going to be doing take number 14 on the intro. Hello, PA Lydia. Hello. Don't forget about stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com. We're still live with that. So I guess Amazon thought we were okay. Um, they, PA Lydia, they sent me a letter saying that we weren't in compliance with their affiliate agreement. And I'm like, how in the hell is that? About? I haven't changed anything hmm. in the last 10 years and we've been okay. So well, anyway. You know Amazon. I'm just <laughs> we love Amazon. <laughs> uh, Joel, we yeah. love Amazon. <laughs> Old Jeff Bezos and uh, second richest man in the world. And in space, right? Isn't that something? Yeah, and he's in outer space too. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? I remember when Amazon first opened and uh, it's non-brick-and-mortar doors and you just bought books. It was a bookstore. 
and now it's still a bookstore, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's like if I'm going to buy something and I just need something for the house, the, what is my knee jerk is I go to, mm-hmm. I just, okay, well, let's see if Amazon got it. And they almost always do. So check out stuff.drsteve.com. What I couldn't find, by the way, and was uh, when we were in um, Florida this time, I stayed at a place called the Beach House Suites by the Don Cesar. So it wasn't, don't get all highfalutin or thinking I'm highfalutin. And we weren't at the Don Cesar. But we were at the Beach House Suites at Don Cesar. And uh, we became very friendly with our bartenders, Chris and Portia. And as a matter of fact, on Wednesday, Tacey and I made a concerted effort that we were going to sit at the corner of this this little sort of, um, well, it's a bar and uh, sit there all GD day. And that's what we did. It was one of the nicest days I've ever had on vacation because I didn't feel like I had to, and I love- You didn't feel like you were entertaining everybody the whole time. That is true, and- normally Dr. Steve's in charge of all the entertainment. And Liam usually goes with us and he's in college, and I listen, I love my eldest, but he would have been every five minutes, can we play ping pong, can we play ping pong, can we play ping pong, because he's obsessed with ping pong. And uh, so, and he wasn't there, mm-hmm. and Beck's just laid back. He's mm-hmm. just cool. And so we just um, sat there all day awesome. long to the point where people noticed it. I was sitting there because I go down there every morning to do work. <laughs> and this one guy went by and he said, Yeah, I saw you and your wife just sitting there all day. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, but uh, hello, Portia, and hello to Chris. But one thing, the reason I bring this up, is that they had a sign that said it had a seahorse and it said when life makes waves enjoy the ride or something like that and i went to amazon to get that because i thought it was cool to put it out by out back in the mini compound i couldn't find it first time (laughs) gone to amazon couldn't find some so if anybody it was this thing was on like a strip of uh like roofing steel Mm -hmm corrugated steel i can have a guy make it for you well he's got a special printer oh really yeah really seriously yeah okay make yeah, it i would of, love to make it, it out of metal or yeah copper yeah, yeah. Or, yeah whatever. But anyway yeah. if anybody knows where to find one i couldn't find one anywhere it's so gonna anyway. be expensive hey let me can i can i say a real quick word too yeah yeah yeah. this 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 um this saturday morning on cbs morning news a friend of mine that i that i play with every year when i go to nashville brownwin keith hines she plays with Molly molly tuttle they're going to be on the uh, cbs saturday morning Playing. This coming Saturday. This coming Saturday, yes. It'll be. You'll post this podcast. What's the date? Uh, it'll be the six seventy nine four nine four nine. Yeah, I think Is so. That right? This Saturday, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're recording this on the sixth, right? So if you guys yeah, are, Saturday if you night. love some good music and any of Dr. Steve, what's her name? Bronwyn. Bronwyn Keith Hines. Yeah, and she's now, the one that plays fiddle. That recording we did. So are her parents hippies, or is she really from the UK somewhere? She's really a hippie, and yeah. she's a hell of a fiddle player. She's the one who played fiddle on it. You know when I, I made know, the bluegrass? Every, everybody I've met that's named Bronwyn uh, has been, you know. Well, yeah. Either she's their cool. parents were hippies, or they were a hippie, and they just took on that name. She's for sure a hippie. Okay, she, that's she cool. I'm them. not saying that's bad. No, 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 but she's got to be a hippie. Looks like it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Good. Talks okay, like but she's a friend of yours? Yeah, she's the one who played the fiddle on it. You know, when I did that bluegrass version of Weird Medicine, She's the one to play the fiddle and sing. Yes. Yeah, she's she's fabulous. That's her. Where are those recordings? Did we ever play they're, them? Yeah, they're on the they're, show? they're on your Apple. No, we hadn't played them on the show yet. They're on your downstairs computer. Okay. We just need to mix them together. 
Okay. Yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to tell the story. So you went yeah. to yeah, it's called it's called Nashville Acoustic Camps. You went to a camp. Yeah, yeah, and, and they they allow and they didn't laugh at you. They 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 didn't laugh because they were because very you paid kind. them a lot of money and I paid them plenty of money. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No, I, I, I like to say I got I was ex, I was I was accepted into the camp, but that helps when you have a checkbook. Yeah. No, I I, I don't laugh yeah, at yeah, you no, anymore no. Yeah, because no. you've come along freaking come along, way come through way. just simply the force of your will. Yep. And I you refuse know? to be awful. I mean, I don't mind being bad at something. Well, but I, I don't know about I, that. But I refuse you, to be awful. Yeah. I just can't. I can't tolerate it. So no, that's why. But with really yeah. no experience, zero, none, no talent, no, really. none, no talent, no skills. You've become a, a actually, you know, a fun musician I, to play with. I can pick a little bit, yeah. especially and mandolin, I yeah. have no talent. I mean, yeah. I'm terrible, Shit. so I'm saying that. No, but um, I, they're, they couldn't be more kind. But this Nashville Acoustic Camps, they started a thing two two years ago called the uh, a jam band camp. So it's like a it's a jam band kind of bluegrass camp. Really, very much in the in the flavor of say green sky bluegrass or really, yeah, I'm or, not like. To do that. Yeah, oh my god, so much. You would you would totally love it. and they have we have a whole base a whole base um section of learning how to play bass. Really? It's really pretty cool. Yeah, but Brown one's one of the instructors. They allow fifteen novices, amateurs like myself. Yeah. And they put us in three groups of five. You know, one fiddle player, one mandolin player, one guitar player, one yeah. if we got a dobro or bass or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then we have at least one or two professional like like Braun one. That's pretty Are awesome. You gonna do this again? Oh fuck yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm going. Go, let me go with you. Oh, it was you would love it, dude. You would totally, and they would love you too. Do you take your girlfriend with you? Um, okay, Please I, say no. no. I mean, not that I don't no. love her. No, no, but no, I'm no, saying no, this no. could be a no, thing don't. that you yeah. just you and I do. I don't know. It's beca- <laughs> well, but it's because it's you know I go over in the morning. We start playing in the morning. We play all day, and and then we play at night. Oh yeah, our our you would love it. Significant it's, others would hate. Yeah, they that. would hate it. But Saturday night we play a we we have like a dead hour or two or three depending on how long really we go. and so play Grateful Dead. We all just play okay, Grateful Dead I'm songs. In. Yeah. All right, so I was bad. I wanted to make fun of you. I can't do it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I deserve it. No, you don't. No, no, not for real. I mean, people who go, it, you know what? It's not a, nobody can listen to it anymore. But semi sweet Melissa <laughs> was the first time Scott ever. Sang anything, ever. sang anything, oh. and it's the most god awful oh, thing you've ever heard. <laughs> you tell it, make her vomit. That would make her vomit. For and me. and one time I tried to play it in here, and Scott, that's the only time he got mad. He, I, I don't, I mean, were you mad? No, I wasn't mad. I was just like he was just embarrassed, yeah, and he got up and laughed. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, 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 I won't play it. Oh, but no, you're good enough no. now that I think we should play the new version that you and I recorded, yep. and then let people hear the original version. Yeah. Because G-Back's playing was outstanding, yeah, no, no. and um, and just because I think you're at that point now where you're good enough that it wouldn't really it wouldn't upset you because people would see how much how far you've come. Yeah, and now and they I, can laugh and see. Yeah, well, laugh, d- they could laugh with you with rather me, yeah. than laughing at you. Maybe yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get that we'll break up the new recording and um, go from there. But yeah, because yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Actually, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, yeah, and you can tell um, you can tell uh, the. Um, yeah, from that, that first day, I'm telling you, it was awful. Oh, when you were oh, there? Oh, my God, it was awful. But now, like I said, I'm... I'm but by up. the end of it, you yeah. you got them... Okay, so the reason you brought this up is, well, first off, your friend is playing. Yeah, yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday morning. Molly Tuttle, yep. On S- CBS, CBS. More, CBS, C- CBS uh, Saturday morning. It's Saturday morning, not Sunday morning. No, it's Saturday morning. She mor- didn't quite make it to the big show. That was show. a good show. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Saturday morning, yeah, the Saturday morning is... Uh, at the end of Saturday morning shows, they always have a, a chef... 
um, that they do a, a really cool kind of chef thing, and then they always finish okay. it with with a with a Music. with a band. You playing? She's playing. gonna be on there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool. They'll, they'll I'll watch play that. Three songs. Oh, yeah. I'll set my DVR and I'll watch it a year from now. But I'll and Molly I'll Tuttle's it. the best flat picking guitarist you'll ever see. And she's a, that's a woman. See, she, when I think, Molly, I think yeah, Molly can burn it up. Okay. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. And people say, well, well, of course, Molly's a woman, but there's one, Molly Hatchet. That's Molly, what I was sure. thinking yeah, of. Yeah. No. You'll, of you, you'll love it. A bunch of dudes with you'll crazy love hair. You'll stuff. love it, man. You'll love okay. it. Okay, cool. Good stuff. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and oh, so, but the reason I brought it around to you playing was because you had them record something for this show and we never played it so right. what was it they were doing so what i what you know right before we you had them there, do a bluegrass lydia, version of our yeah, theme right song before, yeah right before we, we i went lydia dr steve just out of the blue says you know we need to do a different version of the theme song i was like that's kind of interesting because i like to write those little sometimes i like to write the little things we do and, and i thought geez i'm going to be with world-class musicians he got world-class i mean for real for real class yeah 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 um and, and who's the guy that sang? Well, so 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 we got to play this next week. Yeah, we yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. talk about this like this and not play it next week. Yeah, so and I actually heard Greg. I actually heard Greg on on the radio yesterday, and um, and Greg Cahill is a, in a Bluegrass Hall of Fame as a banjo player. They play for special consensus, but um, these guys are just the real deal. And they did, the and they they were missing. They were so wonderful. They were <laughs> just so crazy. wonderful. So. Well, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net. And uh, please check out our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash weirdmedicine, where we've had uh, Joe DeRosa on. We've had uh, Bobby Kelly, Mark Norman. And very soon, we're going to have uh, Mr. James Norton come on to talk up to my wife about 90 Day Fiance. So I don't, I think it'll be funny. Because they're both just weirdly um, obsessed by that show, I think it'll be lots of fun. So, and we'll get Tacy to talk, and she's pretty funny when she's talking about. It. I call it ninety day shit show. But anyway, all right. Well, welcome back, PA Lydia. Thank We're you. very excited to have you back. It's very nice to be home. Yes, and uh, you're going to be able to come more regularly. Yes. Is that right? More because routinely they've fixed your schedule, so that's awesome. More routinely. Thank you. Uh, thank you for correcting me. That's a better word. Um, so, you, our listeners first met you when you were doing some things with uh, Task Force Argo, yeah. getting people out of Afghanistan. So, before we go on to this next crusade that you're involved in, what was. Um, um, what's the outcome of Task Force Argo? Yeah, we're still alive and kicking with Task Force Argo. Really? Uh, we are. We have, I think we're 250 volunteers strong. Uh, we're largely helping the State Department identify people who need what, evacuation. The who? The U.S. Department of State has re-engaged. Wow. Yes. What main wonders never cease. What? Know, what? Ha okay, see. so good. Well, yeah, so they're doing question. some flights based on immigration status. All of these people were already in the immigration pipeline, uh, and so we're, we're helping them okay. uh, get out and in the in the interim supporting with some food. 
So now so. that's taken care of. You got bored and you moved on to the Ukraine, is that uh, right? You know, so it's funny. <laughs> I met I met these Allied Extract guys who just, as someone else described them, know their shit A to Z. Yeah, right? good. Yeah, yeah. I met them during the Afghan evac situation, and they were doing their own thing. They were doing their own evacuations. Um, they formed initially uh, to get their own interpreters out, you know, okay. people they knew right. personally yes, or one degree of separation only. Right, thank and, you. And uh, also assisted uh some more official agencies and extractions yep. and so uh, I met them because we were both trying to get the same United States citizen and her son out and so oh really <laughs> yeah. yeah she had contacted me and I uh, very easily just got her on a plane <laughs> with Argo uh, <laughs> so they were having trouble, and then well, here comes PA Well, you know, Lydia. they weren't having trouble. They would have done it many, many times over. Gotcha. She was giving them trouble, but uh, needed some extra conditions met. Which so they we got, were, I yeah. see. So uh, essentially, she wanted more family members out, yeah. right? She was kind sure. of, uh, she's worried for her elderly mom, yeah. right? And yeah. things like that. So Allied Extract certainly could have done it, but I kind of snuck they in. Got the un- they got the peanut butter jar. Unbeknownst. They got the lid started, and, and you finished opening it. Yeah. Well, it's good that um, that you're saying that, that you said that they would have taken care of it, because we have uh, Brad Genero who, from alliedextract.org on the phone right now. Brad, thanks for being on Weird Medicine. Uh, thanks for having me. So, uh, yeah, this is awesome. So tell us, uh, you know, we're, we're goofing around. Obviously, you guys are doing amazing work, and you were doing amazing work in Afghanistan and now in the Ukraine. So tell us a little bit about what why NGOs have to be there and what you guys are doing. And I'll just ask all my questions up front, obviously, and uh, how and we'll get to how people can help you. But uh, give us the scoop. What's going on on the ground there? Yeah, I mean, what's going on on the ground is is very fast moving. It changes uh, day to day and hour by hour. Um, So there are a lot of NGOs, but not a lot of not a lot of them actually have access into the Ukraine. Um, It's better now, but uh, initially it was incredibly difficult and dangerous. So uh, what we do, we're we're pretty nimble, we're very small, and we're very well networked. So uh, what Allied Extract has has been able to do is uh, kind of energize a network that we had uh, in the surrounding countries and in Ukraine, and we were able to, to acquire all kinds of different stuff uh, whether it was food or medical supplies, and get it to uh, one of our people on the border who then was able to transfer it all the way into uh, uh, some of the hardest hit places uh, in the Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, it says here in Ukraine we send convoys into besieged cities. And I'm looking, oh, my good Lord. So uh, where, are you, where do you get all these supplies from? Obviously, they're not coming from the United States. You must be getting them from other places in Europe. But how, does, how do these things get to the border, and then how do you get them across the border to people who need them? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the details that I can on that. Yes, um, yes, yeah, understood. So, yeah, we uh, basically what we do is we uh, we raise money. Uh, the money is transferred to uh, contacts that we have both in Romania and in Poland. Uh, they're able to do the purchasing of a lot of this stuff, surprisingly. And uh, from there, they, they tr- uh, box it up and they uh, transport it to a border link-up where our Ukrainian contact then picks it up and does a very difficult job of delivering it to the site. Wow. And that could, you know, be 
overnight or it could take days or uh, one of the drivers was just stuck somewhere for, I think, three days because they were uh, under bombardment. But, um, yeah, it, it's not easy, but uh, it works. Wow. So are you all using Internet in uh, in the Ukraine, and how much did Elon Musk help in that regard? Because I thought that was a cool story. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool, but uh, they can't triangulate the positions that. So our contacts in the Ukraine, uh, they leave their uh, cell phone and devices off until they're in a secured area near the border. Yeah. Good Lord. Okay, this is amazing. PA Lydia has brought us another amazing uh, uh, project. How can people help? Everybody wants to help. They don't know what to do. And and they don't know who to to send money. The the, uh, best way to help is, uh, um, first of all, like I said, we're we're small. Uh, We need funds, basically, to make this happen. Um, we, uh, we don't have any paid positions, so everything that's, that's generated goes directly towards uh, supporting these people in the Ukraine. And we, we focus on humanitarian aid. There's enough big countries that are shipping all kinds of weapons and things like that. We don't need to uh, be involved in that side. So right. our focus is on helping the people that are, are victimized by this horrible thing. Sure. Well, I would think that if you were dealing in, in arms and things like that, that would make you a target. Um, are you a target giving humanitarian aid in this country? Can I ask you? I that think question? anybody's a target. Uh, you know, uh, if as the Russians are withdrawing, the atrocities that are being uncovered um, are pretty bad. So I think anybody is fair game and a target yeah. uh, if you get into one of these kinetic zones. So food medical supplies as well and what's going on on the ground with uh you know trying to deliver medical care to people you got pregnant women you got kids with ear infections i mean how how is that happening yeah so i mean just because a war happens doesn't mean the other uh medical uh conditions stop right. uh one of our sh- first shipments actually included uh some some medications and and uh some t- equipment for mothers uh expectant mothers so uh, I was a little surprised when I first saw that on the list, but uh, yeah, that's that's legit. Sure. Um, so yeah, we uh, we we basically get a wish list from our contacts in the Ukraine, and uh, we do what we can to um, to fill that order, and we get it to the border, and and we try to get it done as quickly as possible. It can still take a week or two weeks to to get a a, a shippable package ready. Okay. But yeah. I I, th- I think it's awesome that you're kind of taking orders because I've been involved in some of these uh, disaster relief before and mostly uh, people are going to laugh at me through ham radio and stuff like that but um, what we would find is we would get tons and tons of, of water it's like we got we don't need water anymore we've got more water than we need so I, I like this sort of just in time sort of thing where you know they can tell you what they need and you guys try to get it to them I, I, this, this whole uh uh, system of disaster relief has improved, um, you know, by quantum leaps since I first got involved with this kind of stuff back in the seventies. It's amazing. That's not really a question. Yeah, least, we're you know. we're pretty fortunate. We've got a, a pretty talented group of people involved with phthalate extract, and, and these guys are experienced. Uh, it's it's quite an honor to be uh, rubbing elbows with with these guys. Yeah. So. 
So yeah. allied extract. We try to do things a little bit differently. Allied, uh, that's awesome, man. And uh, we're uh, very, I'm, I'm so excited I'm running out of uh, things to say. I'm just kind of <laughs> blown away, to be honest with you. I'm. Uh, let me give out your websites, alliedextract.org. Uh, and I'm just going to make this commitment right now that Weird Medicine is going to donate $1,000 as soon as we get off the uh, the phone just to it, it, maybe, you know, we can get some of our uh, listeners to do a little bit that of this as well. That will sponsor an awesome. entire convoy. And what's also really that cool. That is fantastic. What's also really cool about Allied Extract is that you can you can trace your dollar. Like, you can trace your donation. What? Like, we get pictures uh, on the ground of people as they receive our shipments. Wow. Right? And so maybe we could put, like, weird medicine on one of the boxes. <laughs> no, right? please don't do that. Um, should, <laughs> should we not? Because we can. <laughs> really? Right? Yeah. Get out of here. Don't you think that's something we could probably do? No, it's we, I don't. We have absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we can do it, and that'll be a great post We're not for doing you. this to market our I know, radio but show. it <laughs> stimulates people to donate, and it's nice to see where your dollars go, right? Okay. Because if you donate to a larger organization, especially one with ha- that has more overhead, than us right maybe yeah. somebody's getting a salary something like that you yeah. don't always see where your donation goes we won't name any of them but you know, it might yeah. rhyme with i don't know schmed schmoss or something like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm with you and and i like also all- a worthy organization i'm just being silly, yeah but. and this was a little bit random for me uh because i was helping a little bit with uh evacuating some people through in-laws uh from ukraine and and other people who needed to get out of ukraine right and so I got a call from these guys saying, hey, can you be our uh, on our board, our secretary? I'm like, okay, what's the commitment here? Well, maybe an hour a month. I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. <laughs> it's not no. happening. However, I'm super proud to be a part of them. Super diverse uh, things we can do. You could even sponsor like a restaurant that's feeding the, the civilians uh, for a day. Really? Okay. So $700 a day. This one restaurant's cranking out 1,000 meals feeding the soldiers and civilians there so we have a lot of different projects that you could get involved in there is some flexibility where your donation could go so um, alletextract.org you can see my face really yeah my photos on there Brad's photo is on there if you keep scrolling down on the home (laughs) page so if we ever do a -a datathon you could just check me out on (laughs) alletextract.org okay we don't want to talk about your dating life (laughs) i'm joking when we're talking Uh, about um helping people in the ukraine oh there you are yeah see uh Oh. And from there, you Director can, of development. Uh, you can, yeah, a fancy word for, you can't say that you're the secretary, Lydia. Um, Got it. But you can shoot me an email. My email's on there if you want to collaborate on a special Look project. at Brad. So. Now, that is a real man right there. Yeah, <laughs> with the flag behind him and, and That is awesome. Look at that dude. 22-year U.S. Navy CB. Wow, thank you for your service to your country. And now, yeah. in this regard, thank you. Goodness gracious. Yeah, my honor, my honor. Yeah, this that is... was Mustache March, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> whatever. Uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, he's got, uh, yeah, he's got a background in getting it done, I can tell. That's fantastic. Cool. I'm very proud thank of you, you guys. guys. And, uh, yeah, as soon as we get off, we'll get that money to you guys. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, our Weird Medicine listeners, we've got listeners on uh, the podcast side. And also on our Patreon, we'll put some, you know, a link up there. But on the, we get the biggest uh, number of listeners on the SiriusXM show. Okay. So uh, we'll see if, uh, and what we'll do, I'll tell you what, on the pad data, 
Um, see, here now I'm telling you all these things I'm going to do. Look at me. I appreciate Look at me. You. Look at what I'm doing. <laughs> but we'll put it on the pad data. That'll be the title of the show this time so that when if anyone's listening to the show, they will see the URL for the website scrolling across their screen. Thank you okay? very much. Awesome. Okay. Well, listen, Brad, uh, you got anything else to uh, to tell us about this? I, th- I think, you know, it's just an amazing thing, and I'm very excited to to uh, have you on and I'm now I'm just babbling so um, what else you got and if nothing else then you know Godspeed sir well uh, keep keep an eye on the website because uh, we do have some potential projects that we're uh, trying to uh, spin up uh, you know Lydia talked about one and we've got a couple others that are cooking so okay. uh, some pretty cool stuff much needed uh just keep checking the website and we're not forgetting about afghanistan right but the state department's actually no. actually you know a partner with that now so that's great that's great to hear all right yeah they're they're still they're trickling out they're they're coming out though okay good brad genero from alliedextract.org thank you so much for being here thank you again for your service not only uh in the military but in this endeavor as well it's awesome Oh, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, thanks man. Take care, Brad. All right. All right. Wow. How about that? Cool. Incredible. Yeah, I love it. Really, I usually have a million questions for people, but I got so so kind of overwhelmed with looking at this website and the stuff that they're doing. Cool. I almost had to stop for a second. Yeah. Because I was getting way, way, way ahead of myself. I was hyperventilating <laughs> all kinds <laughs> of stuff. No, it's a it's a cool group and it's small. It's like uh, if if I ever go backpacking somewhere and get kidnapped, could you guys please call Allied Extract? Yes, for of me? course. That'd be great because the whole goal is we're long term, right? Rebuild, move, move to the next place in the world, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and help. Okay, so, awesome. Cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So you brought some weird medicine stuff too, Heck right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, she, this woman, I'm telling you, um, yeah, if we ever do dial a date with you, it's going to be hard to keep. Uh-oh. We're going to have to get the um, the really quality dudes because this is she's the real deal. Dude. 
post midlife crisis, please. Yes, of course. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but then then you get into the end of life crisis, guys. Widowers. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, end of life crisis. <laughs> you know, so the midlife crisis is, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to, um, you know, date again or all this stuff. So then they start dating, and then, um, you know, and there, it's a lot of times they're married, and that doesn't work out very well. And then you get the guys who are at the end of their life. They say, oh shit, I'm never going to be able to have intercourse of any kind because I'm going to be dead. And then they start going crazy. Yeah. That's a that would whole, be me. That's I'm, a great saying, topic for a show. Yeah. All well, of the different things. Yes. Right? Well, we can talk about Injections. It. Yeah. Implants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, show. we have done. That's the, like in, our usual, that's our weekly topic. We've done <laughs> 17 years yeah. of shows. You yeah. have not been listening Penises that long. Is, yeah. I Googled. I Googled Penises the topic that I wanted to discuss. Okay. okay. In addition to the tag weird medicine and i couldn't find it but you did Ooh. mention that you guys had had discussed it before well go let's so. go it doesn't you know it, us repeating ourselves is not that big of a surprise to our no. listeners and we usually try to do a slightly different take each time so what do you got yeah so i'm thinking for like the broad application broad audience and something that utterly disgusts me Excellent. Right? and something that i decided to test myself by sitting in my basement and youtubing videos of just okay. to make sure that i've gagged a little bit okay. and i did so your husband is on youtube <laughs> sorry oh yeah well he listens he listens to the show so oh does he okay, so. <laughs> i'm just sorry kidding. i'm just kidding um no tonsil stones <laughs> that's only halfway kidding <laughs> hey if you want to make you miserable hence I'm the reason, you, I, hey, I could give my ex-wife's phone number hence the reason we're really going to be doing dial a date down the road but anyway. <laughs> tonsil stones enough, oh, okay, tonsil enough about your personal yes. life lydia Okay, tonsil stones. Disgusting. Yes. Tonsiliths. Yes. Right? Lith from the Greek meaning stone. That's right. Give yourself a bill. Yeah. Yes, we used to do tonsiliths a lot in the beginning. Okay. And, uh, but it's been a long time, so let's talk about them. And you describe them, because if it makes you gag, it'll be more fun. Yes. Yeah, I've been uh, training my gag reflex to not be on the radio, <laughs> so we will try. So, yeah, our tonsils, right, our lymph tissue mm-hmm. in our oropharynx. Yes. Part of the, the ring of lymph tissue at the back of our throat. Uh, and both the pharyngeal tonsils, the ones you can see when you open in, uh, open your mouth and look in the mirror and say, ah. Mm-hmm. And our lingual tonsils, the ones beneath our tongue, can uh, they have nice big crypts, sometimes large crypts. Right. Uh, and they collect bacteria, lymph debris, so white blood cell debris. Uh, and that can calcify into stones and contribute to halitosis or bad breath. Bad breath, yes. Yeah, uh, or a bit of pain so or discomfort when swallowing. A lot of adults don't have tonsils anymore. They've just atrophied or they had them removed. But those that do, a lot of times, yeah, they'll these pockets or crypts, not crypts, but, you know, people think we're, you know, it's wearing red or you know versus blue, you can go get in trouble. I was thinking like I was thinking like crips. Like, I was thinking crips like that you would eat like the French crips. Crips. Oh, crips. You got tonsillar crips. There you go. That wouldn't be very tasty. No, they're awful. If you're in, you know, if you're if it's in a pinch, you might eat a tonsillar crap. <laughs> <laughs> what I hear. But anyway, so uh, yes, and and these pockets you're just eating and you're just jam- you know 
forcing food particles in there. And then the body is like, wait a minute, this is food and it's rotting. We need to do something about it. So white blood cells and fibroblasts, you know, the cells that make fibrous stuff will invade. And then these things get walled off. So whatever's in there is com- most of the time is walled off. And when you pick one out, it's like plastic until you mash it, and then it will stink to high heaven. Because of the volatile sulfur compounds Mm. found within. Give yourself a bill! Yeah, so... Smell like a swamp. Yep, yep, yep. Or or an abscess. All those things kind of have a similar smell. uh, That just sort of rotting protein. So in your... um, In your research, did you come across anything that you could do to treat those if you have them, besides, besides scraping them out, sticking your finger, yeah, and pressing on out. your tonsil. Okay. You use a you can use a tongue depressor too. Yeah, the, or a water pick. There you right? go. That's the one Do I'm thinking. Do a water of. pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, rinsing with with a, a nice purple mouthwash to also help you prevent cavities, <laughs> okay. right? And specifically spitting it out and not swallowing. Yeah, it. don't swallow that. Yeah. No. I thought it was interesting that uh, that was that's one of the only indications for tonsillectomy in the setting of halitosis. Mm. Well, if you have tonsillitis, so well, that's repeated yeah. uh, tonsillitis huh. in a patient in an adult patient with halitosis, that huh. and that's only three percent of patients. Because us- like that's right. Because usually, uh, uh, bad breath is caused by Dr. Scott. Rotten gums and teeth. There you go. So periodontal yep. disease, yep. dental disease, dry mouth. People have dry mouth. Three percent are caused by attributable tonsillitis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Very excited about that. I uh, I thought back. uh, You need to pause. Nope. So I thought back to this patient that I had one time who came in for a sore throat, and I thought it was quite like widely applicable, especially as we're entering the the season of spring, right? and allergies and perhaps a bit of lymph flare uh, where these things might uh, might spur for people. So someone came in and had repeated episodes of this very mild pharyngitis or uh, throat inflammation, kind of painful swallowing. It was a younger person who still had their tonsils. They were not atrophied. And I, I noticed really large crypts, right? And so I decided to take a cotton-tipped swab. Oh, no. Fancy word for a Q-tip <laughs> that costs probably like what five dollars. Okay, there yeah. we go. And so I just poked it. I just I just gently applied pressure to the tonsil. Oh, no. And they all just opened <laughs> with these large up to one centimeter tonsillitis popping out looking like a honeycomb. That's oh, good eating, I'll tell you it, that. And That's they popped stuff. a fella on his tongue. Good stuff. He gagged, <laughs> I gagged. We were all just gagging. But it was it was the reason for his repeated uh, presentations sure. of sore throat. Um, yeah. Which if we I was trying to find. Okay, here you go. Listen to this phone call. This is the best phone call we've ever had, and it is apropos to this. And people who listen to the show are going to know exactly what I'm going to play. Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, my name is Dee. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I am calling because you said something about a worse medical smell. I was sitting in with the dentist one day. A man came in. His jaw was swollen. The doctor had a round probe, was moving his jaw out of the way. The probe brushed up against whatever the lesion was inside of his mouth. 
and some shit came out of it that looked like <laughs> green peas, like pea soup. And the smell was so nauseatingly bad that I quit school and I am a realtor now. I'm not doing anything <laughs> in the medical profession because that smell was just like, um. That's my favorite because it's one thing that she described the color and the consistency of the stuff and how bad it smelled, but it was so bad that she changed careers (laughs) to a completely non-medical career, and she's selling real estate. Oh, man. Now, Dee's been here in this studio. We we had a contest about the the best phone call. We had a bunch of good ones, and um, uh, when she won... We just sort of made contact with her, and so she is one of my uh, going to be one of our guides when we go in May to uh, Nashville and take us around to the hot chicken places and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, so jealous. she knows the good places to go. Anyway, D from that. I just watched. The she's video one of my on favorite people. Somebody making hot chicken, Nashville hot chicken. It looked so good. And it probably was somebody not from Nashville. I'm guessing. They, you know, because <laughs> I saw Sam, the cooking guy, making Nashville. It's like Sam, you don't have any credibility on this. This guy, I don't know where he was from. He lived in a shack, like a Ooh, really no. tiny place. Okay. He swirled some water in a dirty dish and and. <laughs> Okay. And then made it in that. Uh, but boy, it looked good. Yeah. I would definitely go on a hot chicken tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Sounds very good. excited about Exciting. that. And that is uh, in May for the uh, Who Are These Podcasts live event in Nashville. It's May 14th. It's in the afternoon. And then there will be a comedy show that evening. And if you're interested um, in, uh, in com- if you come to that and you come say hello to me, I'll buy you a beer as long as you're allowed to drink and uh it's at watplive.com go check that out and come hang out with us very cool i'm uh uh, trying to get dr scott to go with um the other person that does the myrtle manis voice is going i'm in i love nashville yeah he'll be there and we'll be talking like this the whole time oh god so that that part won't be fun but everything else will be fun yes so anyway that'll be music city baby so yeah tonsillites um i I, I do have oh well i was just going to throw the other thing did you look up the other thing i told you to look up i google imaged it (laughs) and i knew what you were saying i actually had a student with me Okay. So what do you think this means? Yeah, so I said, she said, tonsillates make me gag. And I said, well, Google tonsillar myiasis. So people who have been listening a long time kind of know where we're going with this because we've done uh, oral myiasis before. And this is a subset of oral myiasis. It's M-Y-I-A-S-I-S. If anybody, I, I'm just telling everybody, don't Google image this. I'm just, I'm warning you. Don't Google image it. Do it. But it's M Y I A S I S. But don't Google image it. Anyway, so you did, and what happened? Uh, we had a nice discussion, and she left shortly thereafter. <laughs> it was her last day. Did you gag? She, uh, I did. Whew, there's yeah. a good one there. Yep, yep, Nathan yep. It's an amandible. So, uh, <clears throat> oral or tonsillar myiasis is when you have uh, usually dead tissue in the mouth and you sleep outside with your mouth open mm-hmm. and flies fly into your mouth lay eggs and then you still don't do anything about it and then the eggs hatch and then you get maggots cleaning the tissue up for you they're doing you a favor they're, they're helping up. helping yeah. brother they're helping <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Lydia. i have a 
have it. Oh. I do have the image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yay. Yeah, we, we got did. a gagger back. I've got the Google images pulled up. No, we haven't had a gagger in here <laughs> since GVAC yeah. passed away. And so GVAC now took his... Very excited. <laughs> his exit. <laughs> Just don't, hey, don't puke yet. We've got a question. Puke. we got a question. Okay, go. Uh, yeah, from, from, from the... Uh, we actually get, we have two from the, from the chat room, but... I now understand, though. We're putting a monitor up there. Yeah. So that I can cast images over there so we can all see what we're looking at oh, if, if Lydia's its stomach is this sensitive Lord, poor it's thing. Sensitive. we will have lots of fun poor thing all right moving aside okay. um, how do you check to see if you have these stones oh that's a good that's one a you want to take it yeah Lydia? Lydia can take it yeah you could you could are you hear. can you talk if she can I can okay I closed it I okay. closed it I can fix um, it by the way I'm used to trying to save face especially in front of patients when I'm gagging <laughs> masks are nice though masks really help hide unless the you, unless you're puking and it's shooting out from all four corners of the mask <laughs> yes. like a Hasn't projectile vomit uh, I have to tell God I have to tell you my um, sure, sure. my fear uncle story then Ooh. but uh, go ahead so anyway okay so you know one thing you could do is get a light Mm-hmm. Right? Get a light, your cell phone flashlight, yep. uh, and stand in front of a mirror, take a peek into the back of your throat. It's hard to get it lined up just right, but you can do it if you try. Yeah. And just see if you see big crips or white spots on your tonsil, as long as you're not having extreme pain or fever, right? right. An right. inability to swallow or swelling of your soft palate, right. where it looks like your yeah, mouth looks asymmetrical. But that. If you're not. Uh, in dire straits, mm-hmm. uh, you could you could always stick a cotton-tipped swab, like a Q-tip, mm-hmm. or your finger back there. Apply but if you have very them, gentle pressure. Your primary care out. provider could look at there yeah. and say, yes, you have tonsillar crypts. And one thing I was going to tell you about is the people think a water pick, this big giant thing with a tank, and it is a pain in the ass. Everybody buys a water pick and then everybody throws it away. Mm-hmm. They have new ones now okay. that are uh, you you fill up a reservoir. And they're wireless, mm-hmm. and then you just hold it, and you put your mouth over the sink, and then you do the water pick, and it doesn't last very long. It doesn't hold as much water, but it is the greatest thing in the world. I brush my teeth. I've got these stupid Invisaligns, right? Mm-hmm. And they they put these anchors on there, and the anchors, I guess, are catching more food particles. I don't know what's going on, but I'll brush my teeth for three minutes, and then I use that the the water flosser mm-hmm. and uh it's you know tons of stuff still comes out huh. you know it's amazing i've never seen one of those. so yeah it's um it's handheld and it holds a small amount of water but it lasts about a minute okay and that's usually enough to floss your teeth that's cool. so uh and you could use one of those for this yeah, absolutely. but i would now lydia brought up something that's really important if one side is, or both but if one side is huge it's pushing across the midline you don't want to go in there and poke around why do you, you know could, what that's called uh, well you could get a paratonsillar abscess or right. have a paratonsillar there abscess you go. If, give yourself a bill because green shit's gonna go everywhere ton- well it's yeah. worse than that get in your bloodstream yeah, yeah. Go to your brain. Yeah, yeah. a tonsillar abscess needs to that's a medical what's a surgical emergency mm-hmm. and the other thing is that you don't know 
that that's really a tonsillar abscess if you're not a medical professional because I've heard of this happening. Someone thought that they had a tonsillar abscess, and this was a, done in a physician's office that was not an ear, nose, and throat mm-hmm. doctor mm-hmm. that shouldn't have been messing with it, but the patient came in and they had a you know a tonsil that was crossing the midline, and they went to poke around in it. They weren't trying to you know uh, do an incision and drainage they were just poking around and it wasn't uh, a tonsillar abscess it was a carotid um aneurysm and it bled and that's the end of you so if you look in there and your tonsil is crossing the midline of your mouth that go see go see a physician and and one that knows what they're doing right and because tonsils are lymph tissue we can also see lymphoma of the tonsil yes right so uh Certainly, if, if you're having significant trouble. Well, now everyone that's looking in their around. mouth and seeing some enlargement is going, I've got lymphoma. Well, we will drive up a lot of doctor visits. There you go. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just let your primary care The vast majority. I think it. over 10% of people have, have tonsil stones. It's not like 80% or something right, like right, that. Right, Peaks right. at puberty uh, and young adulthood. Yep. So. And they're nasty. I got a real, real quick question from Bob, if you want one. Yep, of course. From Bob, here we go, Bob. Uh, my PCP took leave from her clinic with no indication of if oh. or when she would be back. I found her on Facebook. Is it unprofessional to message her there and find out what's going on? Um, okay, so hmm. it's unprofessional for your primary to care provider to, to message you. you. It's not necessarily unprofe- it's not unprofessional for you because you're not a you don't have a professional relationship with them. You have a um, you know a, a, a provider client relationship with them. Um, I if someone messaged me on Facebook, I can't really fa- message them back, mm-hmm. but I could refer that to my office and have them call. Right. So uh, you know if as a patient you know found me on there what do you think you, you were nodding your head pretty vigorously uh it's a difficult I, situation at least in my profession right with oncology uh right you become a bit of a but friend if, you, if you've abandoned your patients i'm not ridiculous. saying this person did it's ridiculous i think i probably wouldn't bother reaching out to them honestly yeah. like maybe their spouse died that happens sometimes or they're just, you know, they've abandoned their patients. And I if can't imagine have, doing it ever, yeah. right? Through the hardest time in my life thus far, I haven't missed a day of work. Right. So, well, But if you were going to, you would arrange for follow-up. So absolutely. this is, this they, is what I'm wondering. They wouldn't be in your position, Bob. If this person is gone, uh, almost all the time they're going to have made arrangements for somebody to take their patients. So you can call the number, and if I'll tell you what, email me. And let let me know something about it, and I'll see if I can find out who's covering for that person. Good. Sometimes a, f- a physician can make inroads in a situation like that. I mean, I can call the emergency room, say, who's covering for Dr. So-and-so? Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. I would do that and then let you know who, who that is and give you their number. But it, it, it's not unprofessional in the sense that, so let's say your doctor thought you were hot, Bob. It would be very unprofessional for them to reach out to you through Facebook, okay? And say, Ethics committee. That's right. I think you're hot and, you know, all that stuff. But to going the other direction, 
it's not unprofessional. It's a, it, it's a little weird, but we live in a weird world. It's 2022, but I, I don't know that they would respond to you. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But like Lydia said, we don't know what their situation is. It could be a tragedy. And uh, you're like, well, can I have my, you know, beta block or whatever. Um, but you need your maintenance meds. So we got to find you a primary care provider somehow. And uh, but that's that's usually the protocol is to just uh, call the office. And I'm I'm guessing Bob's not stupid, so they already tried. He already tried that mm-hmm. and didn't get a good answer. But that would be normally you can call up and say who's covering for Doctor So and So now that they're gone. It's, yeah. It is unusual for somebody to just abscond, but it happens sometimes. And then you just you got to find another primary care provider move and, on. and it's got to be something major on their side right yeah. we all take the oath well physicians yeah. specifically take the oath to do no harm and be there for the patients wait you don't take that oath we take a, a modified oath uh for pas it's not exactly the same i, I googled this one time not precisely the same as the hippocratic oath our hippocratic oath had all kinds of ifs ands and clauses built into yeah. it when we did it so uh essentially i'm saying probably more than likely there's something major tragic going yeah. on with this person, uh, i would think so. so yeah but if you want bob feel free to email me just go to drsteve.com click contact ignore the warnings that's not those warnings are not for you guys that's for the general public that happens to run across my my website our website and uh if i can if you give me uh, the s- city you're in and the the provider's name, I'll see if I can find out what's going on. I'm happy to do stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Well, it's not. I don't think it's that cool. I think it's, it's cool. It's something we can do. That's something I can do. I can't write our our patient or our patients, our listeners' prescriptions and stuff like that. But I, this I can do. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway. All right. Nope. You got anything else over there, Scott? No, sir. It's all up. Did you have anything other than tonsillitis, um, PA Lydia? Well, I thought it, so. Yeah, uh, someone recently told me that they had trypophobia. Oh. So I started reading about it, and I thought, man, do I have trypophobia? Mm-hmm. Because of this recurring flashback I have from these tonsillitis popping out of this person. Oh, you don't like irregular cl- clusters, and there are those weird plants. That the lotus freak people seed out. Pod. Yes, yes, very good. Yeah, yeah, and it freaks people out. Yeah, and they used to think so. Trypophobia is uh, tell an, people what a, it is. That's kind excellent. of this revulsion to clusters of holes, right. right? And it could it could trigger. It usually triggers a very dis, uh, a disgust response. Right. Vomiting, nausea, uh, just wanting to look away. Uh, unlike fear, very separate from a phobia that triggers fear. Right. This is more of a revulsion. Yeah. So think like bubbles in the top of your coffee. We should have given a trigger warning. <laughs> I'm about to describe this so whole many show things. is a one big trigger <laughs> warning. But I'm going to look Google image it. I'm going to if you want to know if you have trypophobia or trypophobia, um, just Google image it and see. And now these I'm kind of grossed out by this, but then it's got like. Um, uh, strawberries. Yeah, so someone could have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, Are I you think, looking I think at I, some? I think I have it. Yeah. But strawberries don't. <laughs> strawberries don't gross me out as they much. They gross me out in the context of this. Oh, and then no. the, here's one. <laughs> here's. Okay, I'm gonna close <laughs> sorry. It. There's pictures of bread. Yeah, and that the could, bubbles or the mm-hmm. cracked bubbles in bread or popped bubbles in bread. But then there's people, they've got these pictures of people with these things that are not physiologic. You know, they're just Photoshopped. Doing, yeah, they're Photoshopped. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, pretty creepy. Thought it was a good link between your uh, what was it, myiasis or myiasis, tonsillar myiasis, uh, because oh the fly eye. They used to think that trypophobia was related to being afraid of uh, venomous things or things that would harm you, right? Like uh, patterns on snakes, spider eyes are in a cluster. Have you ever heard of bot fly? Bot fly makes a similar appearance. Let's tell people what that what we're talking about though when the bot flies. Could you do that for me? (laughs) Okay. This is where in certain countries where these bot flies are, if you don't wash your clothes properly and put them on, they can have bot fly eggs or larvae in them and uh, they can burrow under the skin and you get what looks like an abscess but there's actually a <laughs> sorry there's a living maggot mm-hmm. botfly maggot that we they call them botfly larvae but they're ma- giant maggots that live under your skin and i wonder if things like that because uh itching formication is thought to be a uh response to our um ancestors who had to deal with fleas and other and lice and other parasites on their under their fur and there wasn't anything they could do about it so they you know they would uh, pick up pick it off each other and stuff like that and you get that itchy feeling hmm. and so that that may be where some of these itching disorders come from go ahead yeah, she's super, got no well you're just like we're just really vibing today right because <laughs> they used to think that this was this trypophobia was a natural instinct to avoid danger yeah. Right, so like the spider eyes and venomous creatures that yeah. have all of these uh, recurring patterns, like a king cobra snake. And so, this guy did a study. Sorry, back in 2017, this guy did a study where he took 300 people from trypophobia support groups, and 300. Wait, there's support groups there for support- people who don't like looking at strawberries. There are. I'm sorry. This is a real disorder. Okay. And I think I have it. Well, I don't want to minimize it. I just uh, didn't imagine there were support groups for there this. There are. So he, at least he found 300 people, right, that identify as yeah. having trypophobia. Okay, fair So uh, that and then 300 of the control group, which was university students who did not identify, okay? Mm-hmm. And he showed them eight images of uh, parasitic infections okay. that had a circular appearance, right? So the bot fly infestation, yeah. uh, abscesses and furuncles have oftentimes circular uh, like tracts sure. that will appear in the, st- in the skin. And then eight pictures of things like strawberries or holes drilled in bricks, things like that. Mm-hmm. So the people with trypophobia had the same reaction to both images, which Got was it. that of disgust. But the other people only were disgusted by the right. things they should be disgusted which, by. Which kind of took us away from trypophobia being this innate avoidance of fearful and venomous things, uh, more toward an innate avoidance of parasitic infections, wow. bacterial infections, things like that. So the thought That's is cool that there's study. some link toward anxiety of, of being, uh, just being anxious about parasites, yeah. right? Uh, and other infections. So it was neat. And I thought this was all a great link. Yeah. Honeycombs <laughs> is oh. another one. Yep. Honey, if you look at honeycombs, it bugs you? It does now. Oh. Now that I'm looking at it together with everything else. <laughs> it's together with everything else. Yeah. See, the strawberry kind of creeped me out. Yeah. Uh, just because um, it was lumped in with these weird sort of things growing out of people's feet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you for doing that into the mic so people know what's going on. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually serious. I would be disturbed if you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna close my iPad. Okay. It's okay. We. I need to introduce you to Bobby Kelly. Bobby Kelly used to puke 
on demand on Opie and Anthony every time he'd come in there. And they had Pat from Munaki. They, he, went, he went out to puke one time. They showed him some picture of some damn thing. And he went out, and Pat from Munaki took a picture of his asshole, and they put on Bobby's phone. And there is, a, if you can YouTube this, it's called YouTube, uh, it's on YouTube, it's called Bobby Kelly Pukes by Nelson. It's one of my favorite <laughs> animations. And he comes back in, and they, cut, they kept tr- doing things to try to get him to look at the picture on his phone, and they couldn't do it. And Norton was just, you know, tr- he was trying everything. And finally, you knew that he did it, because all of a sudden you hear... Like that, and then you hear, (laughs) so great, and everybody laughing is the funniest thing. So, hearing people puke, as long as it's not you, it's funny. So, it's yeah, my brother would always (laughs) hawk a like pretend to hawk a loogie because he knew that would make me gag. (laughs) I mean, my friends can just make me gag on demand. Well, we're gonna have so much fun, yeah. Sounds great. All right, let's see here. Uh, you want to take some phone calls? We've got a couple of minutes left. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Let's see. I've got uh, this one. Let me see. Oh, uh, damn it. Hang it. Here we go. Sorry. Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, man. And hello, anybody you have in the office. Hey. Thank you, sir. How long does someone have to abuse cocaine before it's a medical problem? Wow, that's a great question. Um, hmm. So we are medical professionals, mm-hmm. so we can't condone the abuse of any street drug, mm-hmm. right? Um, but speaking uh, from a psychological and sort of a um, addictionology standpoint, it varies. It's just like alcohol, right? Some people can drink their whole life and not have a problem. And then we have some people who are 40 years old that die of cirrhosis because, uh, because of their drinking. Mm-hmm. So you first have to define problem. And that, that's the harder part. If it's interfering with your work, if it's interfering with your life, if you're craving it, if you're lying, cheating, and stealing, that's a problem. Uh, how long does that take? I don't know. I don't know. You want to take that risk? That's the thing. So you don't know how addicted you're going to be. That's other medical thing, problems, you know? right? Yeah, and that's, that's the other there's, thing. There's the gingival retraction. Yes. Right. Speak English for our listeners. Uh, so you're you, so cocaine is interesting, right? So we used to use cocaine t- for hemostasis. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> not not that I have personal knowledge, but we used to use it for hemostasis, right? Because yep. it shrinks uh, blood vessels or contracts blood vessels. So. Hemostasis meaning to stop bleeding. Yeah, which perhaps Ukraine uh, could use. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Ukraine and cocaine. All right, we this I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> just delete. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first boo. So to, to start, uh, we, you know, I think they used to use cocaine in uh, nosebleed control. Yeah, and we used it in ear, nose, and throat lab when I was in medical school to dilate uh, the tissues so we could look in each, at a, you know, in each other's nose with a flexible fiber, uh, fiber, uh, fiber, Jesus, fiber, osco- what? fiber, what? O- fiber optic. Thank you. Or something. I'm. You're gonna boo me. You're gonna boo me again. I'm gonna boo. No, 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 no. no. I'm gonna boo myself. Yeah, flexible fiber optic scope, 
And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there are real medical uses for cocaine. Yeah, but, uh, you know, in the period, and I don't know how many uses it requires, but eventually you you could, if you're rubbing it on your gums, I don't know how you use your cocaine routinely, but it could cause gingival retraction, uh, which would Meaning lead to... Reach- Shrinking shrinkage of the gums. Shrinkage, dental <laughs> loss. <laughs> right, you got a dentist in there, and you're just screaming, "It's the shrinkage!" <laughs> uh, hole in the septum. Yes. Right. Anytime you look up someone's nose, they have a hole in their septum. You're like, mm, the you did septum some being that sort of plasticky thing that goes right down the middle that separates the right nostril from the left nostril. Yeah. So yes. eventually, you would get a hole in your septum. So you can get all kinds of things. It, Len Bias allegedly, you know, used cocaine once and he died. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the that's the problem. And then assuming that you're actually even getting cocaine, it could be lots of other things. So Fentanyl, yeah. um, if this is all I'm going to say. Uh, if you think you have a problem with cocaine, just please get help. There's tons of places you can get help. If you don't know where to get help, go to drsteve.com, click contact, and we can, you know, do a SAMHSA search and find a, a place near you that that can help you. But um, there's there's no answer to that question that will do anybody any good. Correct. You know. All right. Okie doke. Uh, let's see here. John from Chicago. We can try this one. It's a little long. We're running out of time. I'll tell you what. John from Chicago, I'll get you next time. And, uh, okay, here's a quick question from Gary from Buffalo. I'll try this one. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is Gary from Buffalo calling. Hey, Gary. Been a long-time fan of yours. And, Thanks. Um, your, your advice has been helpful. I just have a quick question. I'm 56 um, years old, obese. What's new, you know, with the, your listeners? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, my question is about blood pressure. How come blood pressure goes up as you get older? Because my blood pressure, um, I am on medication. Um, We've got about a, a minute left. Lydia, you want to take I, that one? No, got it. No, okay. Scott, you got anything on that? I do. Well, our, our I slipped through it. Circulatory systems <laughs> are just less elastic. How does blood pressure go up? I've always talked about uh, imagining the circulatory system as being a closed system with a pump. You take a pump and put a hose on one end and plug it into the other end. How can you make the pressure go up and down? Well, one way that you can make the pressure go up is to clamp down on the um, on the hose mm-hmm. or make the caliber of the hose smaller mm-hmm. uh, to increase the resistance and that's basically uh, a lot of it the other thing is is that the kidneys become less adept at moving your blood um, um, pressure up and down and keeping it in a normal place either they they don't sense the blood pressure as well as they did so they allow uh, higher blood pressure to uh, uh, become uh, to you know to the forefront or they are not secreting um, hormones properly to uh, keep your blood blood vessels open and so now they start to clamp down and increase the uh, increase the resistance anyway that's kind of a just a reader's digest version of it we could go into more depth i, I still think that's you know the physiology of fluid mm-hmm. uh, or fluid dynamics in the body is kind of interesting sure yeah. if you think of it as a closed system you can kind of figure it out yeah sorry i slept through the first part of that hey that's but, fine. I, but I woke fine. up i don't blame you <laughs> i woke up for a, a quick question from colin carnes yeah uh, uh what can cause cold extremities caffeine or stress cause it maybe mm, um yes. or could an overall lower average body temperature cause it 
Interesting. Yeah, so that's not a short answer, but we can make it kind of short. No, we don't have to. Yeah, we can make we short. Got, we have time. What yeah. else are you going to do? Uh, Lydia, you got anything on that? I've, I've got an answer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could ramble about a couple things. Okay, we'll do it. First that's, thing that's you think what about we do is, here is, is uh, our temperature is very tightly regulated, right? right. We have homeostasis. So, uh, homeostasis. Rocking with a lower homeostasis, meaning. Uh, the body's desire, or not desire, but ability to keep things kind of on an even keel. Yeah. That's an easy way to. Yeah. yeah, so we aren't walking around with some people. Uh, uh, really cold, right? And others. Right, like insanely cold. Or people with a pH of six and other people with a pH of nine. That doesn't happen. Which That's is ho- why we need to talk about basic water. At, mm. on, Ooh, on we have talked yeah. about it. It's horseshit, but. Totally. But we could talk about that Homeostasis. some more. Homeostasis, yeah. So, uh, you know, having a lower body temperature, I don't think, is really a viable reason to, to expect that you would have cold extremities. Right. Uh, things like eating and and kind of having increased blood supply directed toward your GI tract yes. could sometimes cause Very uh, good. colder extremities. There's a phenomenon called Raynaud syndrome, mm-hmm. which could cause colder extremities, which I'll let you talk about the pathophysiology of it. Okay, well, it's just what makes our extremities warm. It's blood. Blood, blood. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anything that will decrease the blood flow to the extremities will give you cold extremities. Mm-hmm. Some people, I tend to have colder extremities, particularly when I'm very active in the hospital. And if I shake somebody's hand, which we're not doing as much as we used to, when I did a lot, I got this, you know, from people saying, oh, your hands are cold. And I go, well, cold hands, you know, big, warm heart, big feet. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what they say. But, um, yeah, so, but a lot of that is when I'm, when I'm walking, there's really no reason for me to have cold extremities because you'd think I'd be pumping, pumping um, blood around to my extremities pretty uh, um, efficiently but apparently I don't because the more active I am the colder my extremities are but um, people yes caffeine cons- is a vasoconstrictor so that's one nicotine mm-hmm. is another one uh, things that open up the uh, blood supply are things that increase nitric oxide and so that would be things like Viagra and Cialis but also uh, our, the amino acid arginine can do that, can increase blood flow to the extremity, supposedly. And then there are other medications that can do it, blood pressure medications and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're on a blood pressure medication, well, hmm, let me, I was going to, if you were on a medication that to increase your blood pressure, that could also cause constriction of the extremities because that's really how they work. Um Adrenaline, so, right? Yeah, adrenaline. Oh, that's why. That's yeah. why when I'm running around the hospital that my... Because yeah. I started with that, and it's like, I've got a good example, but then it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, so when I'm in the hospital and I'm working, my my stress level is out the roof. And stress is cortisol, but also adrenaline. And when you have adrenaline, it's a vasoconstrictor, drives up your blood pressure and decreases uh, blood flow to the extremities. But Lydia, I think had the most subtle answer Mm -hmm. which is if you eat you're going to um, preferentially send blood to the GI tract Mm -hmm. and that will draw blood away from the other parts of the body never the brain though the brain always gets all the blood it needs plus uh, and the coronary arteries those are the two big ones Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah very good 
excellent. Well, and if his, if, but if his temperature's low all the time, well, power wide possibly. I mean, if he's got some temp- temperature, temperature okay. issues, possibly. Give right. yourself a bill. Yeah. I'll give Dr. Scott didn't make one of those. The thyroid, made, yeah, the yeah, thermostat. He made a little bit of a thermostat. reference. If he had hypothyroidism, you, you could have generally low, and you would have um, cold intolerance, mm-hmm. and you would have a slightly lower core body temperature. So you want to check your core body temperature. Mm-hmm. Easiest yep. way to do that. Yep. Rectal. Rectal. Thank you. Rectal. Ooh. Yes. Oh, Jugs God. It. Potty mouth. Lydia's back. Oh, she said we better, we, we better stop the show. <laughs> rectum nearly killed him. That's what we say in the holler, don't down, you? Down there in the holler. Yep. All right. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott. P.A. Lydia, another triumphant uh, uh, visit. We learned that, well, we learned several things that Lydia is an activist for people and uh, she's concerned about people all over the world that get stuck in places that they shouldn't get stuck in so also we learned that she can look at (laughs) pictures of bot flies and gag and that's very entertaining she made her job a lot easier and also she brings really good stories and she is not afraid to bring us a story that will make her gag Yep. So it's I just got to, yeah. We like it. Good job, good job. Commit. So you're welcome anytime you want to come. And seriously, if you want to come every week, you know, you keep this up. Hell, you know, I won't. He'll replace me. No, no, no she can replace me. <laughs> I'm the boring one here. Uh, but anyway, thanks, go Dr. Scott, PA Lydia. We can't forget Rob Sprance, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy 1008, Howdy Gooplunk, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, the Saratoga skank, the Florida floozy, the St. Pete barkeep blower. Uh, P.A. Lydia, you hadn't heard that one. No. She is now a listener. The St. Pete Barkeep Blower. Uh, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes while her sister has her Ph.D. Uh, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, double Steve Tucci, the great Rob Bartlett, uh, Portia from St. Pete, uh, Chris from St. Pete, Vic's Nether Fluids, Cardiff Electric, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Producer Chris, Jenny Jingles, The Inimitable, Vincent Paulino, everybody, Eric Zane, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, Ron Bennington, and of course our dear departed friends, G-Back and Fez Watley, who supported the show has never gone unappreciated, and they will always be missed. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. With these Invisaligns, it just sounds like I've been drinking too much, Mm -hmm. and I'm just sort of... (laughs) I, I, it's, it makes me sound a little bit like Rich Voss with my saliva. But anyway, go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts, other crap. And I love Rich. Rich, I love you. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. We just sound alike. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking and get off your asses. Get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. All right. Very good. Cheers. Cheers.